What's up, everybody? It's Brian Barrett from Off the Pike, where we're gearing up for another exciting NFL season. We'll be with you every Sunday after the Pats with three-time Super Bowl champion James White to recap the game and break down the biggest moments. Plus, episodes Tuesdays and Thursdays to cover all things Patriots with your favorite Boston sports guests, as well as familiar voices from the Ringer Podcast Network. So follow Off the Pike with me, Brian Barrett, on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm personal price plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. The Rewatchables is brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, where you can find The Watch Continuing to crank. Yeah. Cranking. All the way through yeah. a wet, hot summer here in L.A. <laughs> You're also on the big picture as well. Philly special, maybe? Sure. A little bit? Yeah. Ringer Philly special? Tiny bit? What's I want to your... be the number one option, though, so I don't know if I'm going to go back on Philly special. <laughs> you don't like playing off the ball? I'm tired of deferring to Reem. <laughs> Coming up is a top five one for us. It literally might be only for us. Black Hat is next. You think you're safe, but the moment you connect... You lose control. This is all just a rehearsal. The real hit is still to come. This is only the beginning. Black Hat, a Michael Mann film, rated R. All right, CR, we've been circling Black Hat for a couple years now, specifically you. I don't know what keeps sucking you in with this movie. It's been on Netflix recently. Maybe that was it. But like every three, four months, you'll send me a texter test. <laughs> test texter. <laughs> Yo, Black Hat. Yeah. Like Then like eight months later, Black Hat. That car explosion. It's fucking amazing. You're just, you're just like, you're in, you're in Idaho in a fly fishing boat, just sending out the lines, just kind of hanging out, waiting to see if I'd pull. And then finally I decided to pull because Michael Mann was doing press for his new Ferrari movie. Yeah. And the last movie he made was Black Hat. And not only did he admit that it was disappointing, he blamed the fact that they didn't have a finished script. And I don't want to say he disowned the movie, but he was just like, we did not land the plane on Black Hat. He said it just was not ready to get made. The script was not there. And this is an example of man kind of, if left to his own devices and, you know, having this, you know, I think he's had director's cut for his entire career. Yeah. But, you know, working in a, in a, in a way that, like, if it's not going to work, there's not a lot of other people to come in and save it. I think I just read like a Ferrari piece where uh, the cinematographer Eric Messerschmitt's like, often when you're making movies, like you're doing it in collaboration. Yeah. Michael Mann makes the movies. You're just there to help him. Right. You know? And so I think it's big of him, but also probably honest to say, 
if there's problems with Black Hat, they're, they're problems of my own making. We saw this together. We did. In the theater, working for Grantland in 2015, January. It was released the same weekend as American Sniper, and it got annihilated. And it had a $70 million budget, made $19 million, <laughs> and was considered to be one of the biggest failures of man's career. Yeah. We both kind of liked it. We had some issues with it. But I think what's interesting specifically about a movie like this, these movies that just are trying to do a shitload of stuff. Yeah. It's two hours, 13 minutes, something like that. You're remembering all these characters. People are from different countries. There's there's factories that are being blown up in China. And then, you know, we have to go to Jakarta. We're yeah. going all over the place. You're trying to follow this thread of a plot that makes sense if you've been working on the movie for a year. It also makes sense if it's edited the way Michael Mann said he should have edited the movie. Right. He, he So he thinks he should have taken the beginning and put it in the middle, which gives you a sense of like, okay, they didn't really uh, figure this one totally out. And on first watch, it's a lot. Yeah. It is like an AP bio exam that you're just getting thrown into. And <laughs> it's, like, it's here. The, it's the dream that you showed up to the test without your pants. <laughs> right. You're like, ah. <laughs> And, you know, now it's been eight years. It's been on a lot. We kind of know the beats of when to come in on. I understand mostly what's happening. Uh -huh. Matt, what do you think? Like 90%? Are you at 100% yet? Where are you? I think that now that I have, this is the coolest thing about this movie. So there's like, we record a lot of the times on podcasts, we record with Pro Tools, right, Craig? And there's like, when you're getting the audio files, they're called stems often. This is like having raw stems of a Michael Mann movie. And you just have to assemble it in your head. <laughs> and I've watched this movie now enough so that like, I can see the movie that it was supposed to be even the, while the movie itself is fighting that vision. Right. And that is bizarre that I do that, but it is actually like not, that it's not atypical of a Michael Mann movie experience. Like, other than Heat and a few others, they often take a few years to kind of really slip into the consciousness and also to like to become like your favorites, you know, because like, well, it's like the, that, like wine when they say, don't drink this for nine years. Yeah. Don't drink this until don't have this mojito <laughs> for five or six years, <laughs> right. you know, and I think that you watch them and you're like, oh, OK, like I'm trying to put together the plot there, but that was really cool. And then you watch it again. You're like, oh, I kind of get it. That was that was cool. And then you watch it for five, six, 10, 15 times. And you're like. That's all I really want to watch, you know? And when this went on Netflix, it was really easy to just run Black Hat because it's yeah. a cool movie to look at. Well, and then it also aged just because of the, where the world yeah. is going, which, so now there's a belated Black Hat. It actually was good. And, yeah. and mainly because of how Ed Mayer's a lot of real life events, a lot of things that we're really afraid of in 23. He was ahead of the curve on it. Everybody who... Um, is involved in like technology and safety and things like that. They all say like, you know, this is the most authentic version of this that any movie has done. Yeah, it was based off of or inspired by like a real life hack, the Stuxnet hack that, yeah. that brought down or, or crippled an Iranian nuclear reactor, I think. And, you know, you're watching it and you're like, yeah, like because a lot of the times hacking in movies is like, how could how can we make this real? And you have to make it almost like the Matrix, right? Like yeah. you have to make it like an action movie, and it's pretty it's pretty complex in in Black Hat. But it, like you said, like a lot of like computer experts have been like, this is about as close as we've ever gotten to representing what this is like on in in film. It's like hearing a story from your spouse or a parent 
that's just super long story that's incoherent <laughs> and goes all over the place. No, no, no. Soy, so soy futures. It, it, and it's just, it's going. And the first time you're like, man, that went in nine different directions. Yeah. They had to stop and restart it. But then after you hear them tell it the seventh time, you know, all the beats. And you're yeah. Like, oh yeah. This story is great. Tell the story about the tennis and club. And it's also like, as long as the story has all the hallmarks of your favorite stories, which are yeah. Michael Mann movies. And there are a lot of things in this movie that are basically Michael Mann classic well, it's Michael Man. Yeah. It's Michael Mann karaoke. Yeah. Um, he is our favorite director. And the reason that we started the rewatchables, we have done Thief, Last Mohicans, Heat, The Insider, which we did on rewatchables 99, but we haven't run on this feed yet, mm -hmm. which was a really good podcast. Collateral, we've done. Miami Vice, we've done. And Black Hat. And Manhunter. Haven't we done Manhunter? Yeah. And Manhunter. Yeah, we only haven't done Public Enemies, I think. Well, I point. don't know if Public Enemies is happening. We also did Miami Vice, the two-episode called our own. We did that. We haven't done Jericho Mile, which no. is the one we I really want to do, but I don't think it's available anywhere. Yeah. I think like you have to go on YouTube or you have to go on that site where they reverse it oh, yeah. <laughs> and they slow the audio down. Yeah. <laughs> and talk like this a little bit. Um, here's so I, I did the Michael Mann, the concept of him robbing, mm -hmm. like just thief starts out small time robbers. We did that. Last of the Mohicans, people robbing the land America. Heat bank robbers, the insider robbing society they're just murdering people and we don't fully realize it ali they're robbing his career mm. it's the heavyweight champ they're trying to take it away from him collateral this guy's just trying to rob jamie fox's sanity in life yeah. he's just directly he's just trying to torture this one person that's it miami vice drug robbers public enemies like old school well, what Dillinger, we grew up yeah. yeah what we grew up the robbers that we heard the stories from in the 20s and then black hat technology yeah um, it's weird that those, that's the theme over and over again in literally every Michael Mann movie is robbing. Yeah. And I think he finds some sort of almost spirituality in the, in the act of like a heist, you know, like it's the ultimate obstacle. It's like this individual and he's confronted with an institution. He's confronted with some sort of like immovable force and he's going to use his expertise in every one of his films is about somebody who is an expert at something. Right. In all of his movies. A they, meticulous They expert. are like a samurai when it comes to what they do. And they're they're like monastic in the pursuit of, of perfection in what they do. So he was 72 when he made this. If uh -huh. he's 52, does he do a better job? Or is this just too impossible? Well, that's a great question about like what went wrong. Because obviously, you know, I think that he says that he put the nuclear reactor meltdown in the beginning of the movie because he felt like the movie needed a bigger pop to start with. Yeah. In the director's cut, which aired, I think, just once on FX as part of, like, a retrospective that they were showing, like an all-day cable thing, and is now going to be available on the Black Hat Blu-ray in a couple of months, the reactor happens in the second act when they get to China. Like, it's like they go to... I think it's in Hong Kong, and they, they go, and, like, the reactor happens after the shootout with Kassar the first time. Right. Which makes total sense. Right. But you have to imagine that a guy hacking the Chicago Stock Exchange to drive up soy futures is enough to bring break out Hathaway from prison. And I, I kind of see why. Right, so he gets the note, this isn't enough. They'd, they'd never use this car. Or he's watching was... and he's just like, I don't think this is a big enough deal. The problem with this movie and the reason why I think some people feel like it's like kind of unfinished in some ways is that he then subs in all this dialogue 
and does all this stuff with the first 25 minutes, 30 minutes of the movie where people are clearly not speaking the words that are coming out of their mouths in in the scenes because he's trying to say like the nuclear reactor has already exploded. Yeah, I didn't know if I was going crazy or they were actually no. doing I mean, that. you can tell the sounds all over the place. Like, I, I, I sometimes, I know this is wild, but like, I think there might even be a difference between the version that's uploaded to Amazon and Netflix. <laughs> like, oh, really? Yeah, like it's, it's sometimes it, you'll because oh, you like, bought this a few years ago or yes, something. Yeah, so you look at that and then you look at the Netflix version, and then I've seen, I've seen the cut, uh, the director's cut of that was on FX, and it just makes a lot more sense. But there's still these weird things that he does, like sometimes the music just stops, mm. like not fades out, not goes into something, dialogue disappears and stuff. So it's- Where do you stand on people going backwards with movies they already made and changing them? I think them? within reason, it's pretty cool. But when you're like, we're on the 13th cut of Blade Runner, I'm like, just wake me up when it's the definitive one. Right. Right. Like when they did- Should I start doing this with old columns I wrote? <laughs> Guys, eighth cut release. You know what we should do is is go back and do fantasy cuts where it's just Sean being like, great point, guys. <laughs> you we got him. A, we got cut out all, all of his actual points. It's just like, absolutely. 2.0 version of the Jaws rewatchable. And Sean just doesn't say anything. And Sean sounds like Ed McMahon. <laughs> He's just laughing. Right you are, SG. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, so... As the last eight years evolve, this becomes a much cooler movie. Yeah. As the rewatchability of it evolves, it becomes a much cooler movie. You start overlooking things like Chris Hemsworth, like the whatever accent the he Chicago, was trying to do Chicago, in the first yeah. 30 minutes and then kind of abandons. or he just, he just ends up doing this low guttural kind of James Gum voice for uh -huh. the last two thirds, which actually works better. He's just doing a lot of that. Um, but, you, but I remember when we left the theater, we were like, what the fuck were they doing with Chris Hemsworth? Yeah. Because at that point, Rush had come out. He was great in that. This felt like, oh, we're having a moment with this guy. He's, got, he's in this new Michael Mann movie, technology. Like, we couldn't wait to see this. And then it just wasn't a great version of him. But now as I watch it, it's a little like what happened with Colin Farrell on the Miami Vice movie, where the more you watch it, it's like, ah, it's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, you have to accept that this is the world's best hacker who is also Jason Bourne. And if yeah. I just told Who's you- Who's also fucking jacked. Yeah, if I told you that that was a, just a movie, you'd be like, yeah, that sounds like a, a Jason Statham movie or something. But instead, it's a Michael Mann film with Thor. So you're like, okay, like he really got that cool at this with by doing push-ups in prison. But kind of all of his behavior does relate back to his biography if you pay attention. It's just yeah. that he's also- this beautiful blonde man who's like perfectly chiseled. I thought they should have named the movie Handsome Hacker. Yeah. Just like coming from Michael Mann, January 8th, couple, Handsome Hacker. Maybe may, may have stolen a couple more American sniper bucks <laughs> right. if they did that. So here's, for the people listening who have watched Black Hat a couple times, don't totally still know what happened. There's a nuclear plant in Hong Kong, goes into meltdown, a hacker causes the pump to explode. Then... They hack the Chicago Mercantile Exchange and the soy futures go nuts. And the Chinese government and the FBI realize the hack was performed using some sort of remote access tool that they don't fully understand. They get our guy, Chen Duai, um, who is... Who's like, I wrote this code. Yeah, he's like, oh, I wrote this with my dude who's in prison. Let's get him out. Yeah, so Chen and Duai is a... They were at MIT. Yeah. 
and they wrote this code together and somebody took the code and just started replacing small pieces of it and basically made it like the most evil code possible. And only these guys know how to fix the code or how to track it. Pretty good premise for a movie. Dig it. It's way more complicated the first 25. I mean, there's things you're like, wait, what? You almost like need a notepad and a pen. Yes. Like, wait, okay, so that's the... And I think people have trouble with those movies when you watch them the first time. I had trouble with Rounders the first time. We talked about that in the Rounders rewatchables. Like, I couldn't follow all the poker stuff. It was happening too fast. And then, like, by the eighth time, I'm like, okay, I get it. Got right, it. This right. happens. And I happens. think once you know what to expect in this movie and when things happen, if you want, you can just look at it like this. There's an attack on the Chicago Mercantile. The soy futures go up. Somebody makes a ton of money. They start tracing that. They figure out that the money is going back to Hong Kong, to these yeah. gangsters who wouldn't normally be involved in something like this. And they're just kind of like, they're obviously, like, being used by somebody else. And then they break, they take Hathaway out of prison. He's looking into the code. They're tracking some people in, L in L.A. And then something happens where they feel that, they, they, you know, they have to go back to Hong Kong. And when they get to Hong Kong, they chase this uh, Lebanese terrorist or Lebanese mercenary. He's Kassar. the shirt, shirtless smoking tattooed guy. Just, Just so fucking villainy. Yes. And there's a shootout. They get to the, that's when the nuclear reactor is supposed to happen. Yeah. All that stuff happens. And then it eventually leads to a showdown between Hathaway and this black hat. So one of the flaws of this is whoever gave him the note, you can't start a movie with soy futures skyrocketing. Right. We need like a big explosion. No, that's the end of trading places. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. We need to build up to soy futures. So black hat comes out. American sniper annihilates it. Within two weeks, Universal decides to withdraw the film from all but 236 theaters. Yeah. So it takes it out of like 230 plus theaters, which is the sixth biggest drop in the history of third week films for most percentages of a movie just pulled out. That's right. how bad it was. Legendary, the company that did it, they took a $90 million write down on the film, yeah. which isn't, isn't awesome. And then Michael Mann, his quote was, it's my responsibility the script is not ready to shoot. The subject may have been ahead of the curve because there were a number of people who thought this is all fantasy. Wrong. Everything is stone cold accurate. <laughs> and I think that's what's grown with the movie is like, it's actually like really impeccably accurate. Yes. But sometimes impeccably accurate isn't that much fun to watch just if you're watching a movie for the first time. Well, it's almost like a micro versus ma macro thing. It's like yeah. micro accurate. Like I'm sh like pretty much all of the computer stuff, all of the like, even down to like the level of detail that he imbues with like Reyes, the guy yeah. who initially starts like he steals the USB off right. of the dude's desk. They're like, he's a wet, he's in a West Texas prison gang. He's in Zapotecas. This is how we find him. It's like this is like really well researched stuff. But on the macro, like they'll be in LA and then they'll be in Hong Kong and then they'll be in Jakarta. And you're like, what the fuck are how the fuck are they getting all over the place like this like that and why did they trust chris hemsworth's character this much or not enough they pulled you know him out mean? of jail and he's just basically becomes you know paul walker in the first fast and furious movie yeah so i think that there's like huge holes but then if you were to drill down and be like i'm looking at this through a microscope you'd be like oh wow everything that they're doing kind of makes sense it sounds like we're apologizing for this movie i'm not apologizing much. i love it every time i watch it another thing that often happens with michael mann movies that happens with this one too is that initially people see it and they're like this looks weird because he's always like trying new stuff with cameras and he's yeah. trying you know he's, this is 
fully digital. It's all handheld digital. He's running around over with like lipstick cameras. Yeah. There's cameras like up on like people's necks for a second. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this sounds, this looks stupid. And then you watch YouTube for eight years and you're like, oh yeah, Black Hat looks great. Black right. Hat looks amazing. Right. The pandemic made Black Hat look even better. I don't think this is aged like as well as Miami Vice did. No. Miami Vice within about five years, you know, started to look like some draft pick where you're like, ah, I was dead wrong about that one. Yeah. Can't believe Tyrese Halliburton turned out like this. <laughs> I actually was a believer in it, but. Um, I, was, I was waiting to see if you were going to be like, I not me, I always believed it. Who, who took me a while? Who do you have that you just didn't believe in and then the guy turned into something? Uh, I was dubious of Dwight Howard. Yeah. Coming out of high school, he just. Kind of seemed I mean, like, there's like a weird guy. Right to be dubious in certain ways, yeah. Yeah, well, he made some All-NBAs. But, uh, yeah, I, I I think this movie has aged in a way, but maybe, like, what do you think the next five, ten years look like? Well, one thing will be interesting is if he ever assembles and then releases, like, in the Blu-ray, if the, if the director's cut becomes widely available. But do those matter? Because, like, they did that with they 54, do. which everybody was like, oh, now this movie makes sense. But I don't know anyone who's seen it other than probably Sean. Who no, because the, Runner, the Blade Runners are, like, I think that's one of the reasons why Blade Runners remained in the in the d discourse is because every once in a while, every few years, Ridley Scott, like, tweaks something in Blade Runner and we have to have a Blade Runner retrospective and people mm. go and watch like marathons of all the different cuts and think about it. So I think if... So you think we should do another reheat? I think we should do the re-Black Hat in two years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for the re-Miami Vice. Yeah. Let's talk mojitos. I'm, I'm whenever you want. Well, one thing about this movie, Chris, the internet. <laughs> it's out there. It's out there. Everything you want. This is real Kelso it's stuff. out there. Uh, no Roger Ebert review because he was... Uh, not with us anymore. Yeah, but Matt Zoller's site's on RogerEbert.com. Gave it three and a half out of four. Interesting. There you go. All right, we're going to take a break through categories. This episode is supported by State Farm. Think about your first reaction after you have an accident. What do you do? You scream, oh no, or man, oh, why did this happen? On the flip side, let's say you buy a new car or you lease a new car. Get in there and it smells great and you're like, man, this is awesome. But just remember, really, the only words you need to remember are like a good neighbor. State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to somebody. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. Most rewatchable scene. The opening credits, how he does... The actual hacking, the computer graphic, whatever the fuck he's doing. Yeah. I think it's pretty riveting. It's a, it's up there with some of the best stuff I've seen. It's where basically that's not it's anything. Like, the, like the Fight Club um, right. credit sequence. Yeah. Really good. I just wanted to mention it. It's not a most rewatchable, but it's really cool. The offer to, to our guy Nicholas, Chris Hemsworth's character... First of all, I love his Chicago accent, which is really only in this scene. Then they're like, hey, <laughs> hey, Chris, I know you were working with the dialect coast, but uh, can you stop? 
but I love this. This movie hits a lot of tropes, including this isn't a negotiation. I just made it one. <laughs> We're good. You didn't sign it. Yeah, why would I sign it? Why? Because of the generosity of the assistant U.S. attorney in granting you a furlough. Both you and the assistant U.S. attorney take that document up your ass. I'm sorry. Why are you sorry? I insulted you. What are you sorry for? I'm not sorry. Don't think you're going to... Hey, you want to raise me up out of here, solve your trade exchange dilemma, and I get furloughed for a couple of weeks? You kidding me? You have any idea how much progress you're going to make on a strike this complex without someone like me? Zero. This isn't a negotiation. Well, I just made it one. You want me to pass this upstairs. My assistance results in the identification and the apprehension of the guy you're after. I want you to commute my sentence. I come up empty and toss my ass back in the can. Those are the terms. I like when he's like, the 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 Justice Department guy's like, I'm sorry. And he's like, why are you sorry? I insulted you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, so when he gets to the Korean restaurant, to me, this is when the movie takes off. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, if I'm doing the rewatchable, I'm not saying I'd throw away the first 20 minutes, but if I'm coming in right around here, I'm good. Yeah. And this is where Leanne starts to really go for him and is yeah. like, why don't you talk to me like a real person and stop talking to me like you're still in prison. There's He's also doing his, his whole, like, I do my time, not the institution's time. I'm sorry for what happened to you. Oh, yeah. Well, don't be. I, I'm not fishing for sympathy here. I did the crime. I'm doing the time. Time isn't doing me. What's that? I do my own time, not the institutions. See, to hold on to who you are in there, you dedicate yourself to your program. You work out in your body and your mind. Cheesy, but I, I, nah, I it is, works, it's man. It's Jimmy Conn from it's Thief. It's like the same guy. He, it's just the same guy and, and recurring throughout man's, man's filmography. It's amazing. This has a lot of action scene tropes that I like. The uh, Just the setup is perfect of the restaurant, like just how big it is, where it's just big enough to have an awesome fight, but also small enough yeah. to have an awesome fight. Then kind of note it when the, when the guy notices the cameras, like five minutes into the dinner and looks up and it just, they, they do that thing. It's like, I'll be right back. Just yeah. leaves her. And then he's like, goes in the back. Logs in his ghost man. Yeah. Puts in ghost man. Piss off and die ghost man. The fight scene's awesome. Yeah. The fight scenes are in these movies are great. Like Hemsworth's like, I would say one of the better fight scene guys. Yeah. I mean, the extraction stuff is, in, is great that he's been in recently, but these are, and you just basically have to imagine these as like, this guy's been in prison brawls. Like this guy has been in fights in cells, in on yards, and like this is how he fights. So if if our guy Mike's redoing this, I would have thrown in a prison fight in the first twelve minutes, replaced the soy futures to show like this is how this guy show gets this guy's a prison. fucking. He might be a hacker, but he's a fucking badass. Yeah, like he beats the shit out of somebody in the cafeteria, and then when they show him in, he's like icing. And then he goes like reads Michel Foucault and does like a hundred thousand yeah. pushups. Mike, man, put that in there, baby. You got this. <laughs> Next one I have is uh, him finding the transmitter in the plants. Yeah, I just like that whole. Or it's like holding up the uh, holding up the phone, walking over the different spots. Yeah, and uh, good stuff. The raid of Kassar's hideout. First of all, has there ever been a basement hideout in any action movie where it didn't kind of work out? No, and especially a basement that has a tunnel that leads to the pier. Yeah, and like like a lot of I was trying to think because. As somebody who's worked on a house in their day, like just what kind of crew is working on that basement? 
with the with the total <laughs> high end like fiber cement whatever yeah. the fuck's going on down there it's like this isn't like just a couple couple days down there like they're really trying to build something there's traps and bombs yeah. like Who's doing this? Where do you find people to do that stuff? Apparently, like, the uh, mercenaries are us, like, classified <laughs> ads. The best part about this, too, is, like, when you see Kassar and he's sitting in the cafe when they find the transmitter and he's just, like, smoking and texting or whatever. Yeah. Like, this guy, Balding, just kind of, like, doesn't seem like that big. Wonder if he's going to be much of an adversary. Yeah. And then the first time you see him move with a gun, you're just like, oh, shit. And nobody does gunfights like Michael Mann. Like, the it's sound, great. the dynamics of it are just incredible. It's an elite scene. The explosion is um, the best scene in this movie for me. Oh, in the tunnel? The uh, No, when uh, when her brother blows up. Oh, this is later. You're talking about the one later on. I'm, I'm going later. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm moving yeah. ahead the to explosion. the next. Okay, yeah. When the brother blows up, that was an all-time wow moment in the theater. Yes. It still is. It's something about it makes you jump when it happens. It's out of nowhere. Dude, he hits the plunger again because then they so get Viola good. and Holt. Yeah, that whole scene. And you can't believe that they kill the brother and then they double down and they kill our guy Holt, who I know we're going to talk about yeah. later, and uh, and Viola, who's incredible in this movie. Um, That whole scene's nuts. That I have some nitpicks about maybe the gunfighting on the Viola-Holt side. Okay. Like they they didn't just not go, hiding behind yeah, a right. pillar or anything. <laughs> no defensive position. Just, just standing out, just shooting. The uh, I like when he when he did the parking garage when he backs the car over the parking garage and it just falls. I don't think I've ever seen that in a movie That's before. Awesome. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. How did Fast and Furious not do that? I, but he's trying to basically call it to, like he's basically breaking into this server company. Yeah. by dropping a car through its roof. Really good. The convo with the bad guy when he finally hunts him down and the guy says, oh, you were never in the game. You're a glorified Carter. Yeah. I want to be cast for the ghost. Don't you have a job looking yourself out of prison? It's kind of a bad fit. You're looking for employment. What do I want employment for? Oh, you want a piece. To put yourself back into the game. You were never in the game. You're a glorified Carter. A Carter whose time has expired. Check your expiration date. Your shelf life is over. Glorified Carter holding your 74 million. Okay, last time. What do you want? I want 20% of the release. Kassar says that. And then uh, the final big scene, which is really good. Yeah. With all the people, whatever ceremony that is that they're doing. It's like a, I think it's a Nepalese uh, ceremony, but it's, yeah, in, the, in this place in Jakarta, and they do, they basically have like an epic gunfight knife fight that apparently you just need to strap a couple issues of Marie Claire to your stomach and you're good with a, and with a <laughs> thousand bystanders yeah. none of them saw anything they're just kind of walking ahead with their swords I'm gonna guess that you have the basement raid and the and the I have shootout. the Sheko fight it's like it's just I think gunfights on screen it's basically like Sam Peckinpah John Woo Michael Mann and Chad Stahelski. Yeah. And it's like, there's really, that's that's it. When That's the only people I really want to see sh shooting this stuff. Yeah. And there's just so many amazing details in this, but like, even Karis, like the, like checking on his Indonesian crew and be like, is this guy okay? Because you'd usually expect the bad guy to be like, fuck him, like, I don't care. Yeah. But he's like, you can tell like, that's his, that's his little click. So yeah, it's definitely this. I had a couple other watchable scene so let's hear it okay i have um when barrett and uh dewey brace the financial sector guy and she's like 
Gary, may I call you Gary? Oh yeah, I've I had that in one stage the best. Yeah, I Am mean... I being tangible, <laughs> Gary? How's this for tangible? In the next fifteen seconds, I call Laura Greer at the Commodities Trading Commission, and I say, Laura, how you doing? I'd like to launch an official investigation on one Gary Baker. So the headline: M Tech official investigated for aiding and abetting cyber criminals. Leaks to CNN in the next 90, so it makes the 3 o'clock news cycle as well as the nightly news, and that'd be good, too. Am I being tangible? Gary? I'm going to call Laura Greer at Commodities Trading Commission, and I say, Laura, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I love that scene. She's I should have put that, that in. And uh, I also really like him in the, the nuclear core, like the nuclear reactor core, because mm. it's just like, how the fuck did, did they shoot this? This looks just incredible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the phone call, the 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 this the last fire are great, but I have I have this Sheko fight. What stage the best? People with absolutely unparalleled elite skills trapped in jail. Yeah. Which is a great movie premise. I'm in every time. If I told you this that guy's the director's the best, cut but he's behind bars. of this movie was an hour of Hathaway in prison. Oh, yeah. I, the prequel of this is just him in prison. Yeah. Hacking and trying to give everybody more meal money. <laughs> Commissary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> another one I love, another trope. The criminal getting a quick release from jail because only he can help the investigation. Yeah, it's just perfect. I'm, a, I'm in. That's it. I'm in. Here's my money. I like when a hacker gets foiled as he's hacking. Oh, so, like, yeah. the, the when the bad guy... He thinks like, I'm King Hacker. I'm just, I'm going nuts here. I'm fucking with the soy futures. Nobody, I got this code. And then all of a sudden somebody flips it on them and they're like, who's this guy? Yeah. Ghostface, what's going on here? You mentioned the viola scene. I mean, to me, that's a what's age the best. It's and I don't know when you want to have this conversation. About Bob Viola? In this movie. Yeah, let's do it. I think she's just fan-fucking-tastic. I could, I could. I wish... I remember saying this to Wesley a couple years ago. I just wish she was this persona slash character in more movies. I mean, she Because I is. think she's like smoking hot in this movie. She's got like a vibe to her. And I just feel, it makes me mad like Tarantino never got a hold of her or a director like that. And just like, I'm just putting you in the face of a movie and you're going to carry it and be this person right here. She pretty much plays a version of this character in- in Suicide Squad where she does yeah so it's like it's kind of more indicative of where movies are now where it's like a movie like Black Hat is actually just Suicide Squad or has become yeah. something like that but she uh, I was watching interviews with her around the time that this came out and she just like spent all this time with like the person who was running the DEA at the time yeah and just observed all these folks like man had her with all these high rolling agents and she had such an amazing like conception of this character who honestly isn't on the screen that much or doesn't have that much to do doesn't have much to do and isn't really written out in a great way and she just like creates this whole character from scratch it's yeah, awesome and it's she great. has more chemistry with chris hemsworth than uh than his girlfriend well, does. that was my next what's age the best is when uh chris hemsworth's like hola chica <laughs> <laughs> i thought she was awesome and then our guy holt yeah you want to you want to do Holt? You want to do one for like forty seconds on this? I mean, I I think it's it's a compliment to say that he has the Sizemore part in this movie. It's just like your name is Mike Jessup. Sign me up, lifetime contract. I'm in. 
he's a U.S. Marshal, but is like willing to bend the law to get the guy. And he's just got so much screen presence. And, you know, you can see him in Mindhunter. You can see him in so many things, but he's awesome. Yeah, he's beyond a that guy, but he was a that guy for a while. But, you know, shot caller. Holt McCallany we're talking about. If yeah. You, yeah. Shot caller is the beast. You, I know you love shot yeah. caller. Shot caller will be a one for us at some point. He's, uh, he's in Jack Reacher. He had a whole run. He's in Warrior, the TV movie. He was in Sully. What was um, the boxing movie show that he had on FX? I think it was Warrior, wasn't it? That was the name of the show? Oh, I think okay. so, yeah. Um, yeah, he was just in a lot of stuff for a lot of years where he was either the bad guy or the good guy who could be a badass. Yeah. And he's got a very distinctive face. I thought Shot Collar was probably his. Fincher really like highlight. obviously likes using him a lot, but he's yeah. incredible in Mindhunter if people have Oh, seen and it. Fight Club way back he was in that too. Hamji Park. I think that's how you say it. This is a real place. It's in Koreatown. I don't think it's exactly, they said on the address, they said, I think it was like 8th Street, but I think it's actually, or they, maybe they said 6th Street. Whatever street they say in the movie, it's in a, it's a couple blocks away, but this place exists. You, Do you can go there. you think K-Town is, is Michael Mann's favorite LA neighborhood? I didn't think that was the question you were going to ask me. <laughs> I thought you were going to ask me, how have we not gone to dinner at this place yet? Let's go. I mean, honestly, how yeah. have we not gone to dinner yeah. at this place yet? Wouldn't you want to walk in and just be like looking around? We could go to BJ's on Alvarado <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> yeah, no, he's Koreatown. He gets it. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's why he's our guy. The Michael Mann staring out to L.A. shot, uh -huh. just like a staple. Again, a lot of karaoke here, but he's got uh, got uh, Nicholas and and uh, his girlfriend, and they're just kind of looking out the window, and then they decide to hook up. But yeah. very similar, a little, little De Niro, Edie. Speaking of karaoke, there's a moment when uh, it's almost towards the end of the film, but Hathaway and Leanne are in Indonesia. They're in a dry riverbed. Yeah. And it's basically the we just got made oh yeah scene where he's looking around at nothing and then puts it all together yeah and that is like my favorite michael mann moment it's like not unlike also will graham watching the videos and being like you wanted them to watch didn't you <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like there's like the revelation for our protagonist is do you so think good. man should have leaned into some of the old michael mann movies more with like he just could add uh nicholas go these guys are good <laughs> <laughs> You know who's watching us? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Kassar. I just wrote down, bald, bearded, smoking, shirtless, tattooed, bad guy. Yeah. he's. It's like the he hits every part of the checklist. Yeah. It's like when he points the remote for the detonator, like, and he's just like that. I, I look behind me. I'm like, is every... Yeah. Like, it's, Am I okay? It's Am like I terrifying. Up? Just mentioning our guy, John Ortiz. Yeah. Who in the Miami Vice movie is the bad guy. He's working for the king yeah. drug guy. He's the guy in the scene when they go into the warehouse. Uh, Colin Farrell and Jamie Foxx. He's sitting on the other side of the table. He's, every time I see him, I get excited. Yeah. He did, a, I think he was in a TV series, like a comedy. Ortiz? He's, yeah, he's bounced around on a bunch of stuff. But um, man likes him. He's in like kind of the Michael Mann repertory players. For sure. More would say it's the best. Anytime something called Black Widow is involved as not a spider. Just anytime I'm in. we're doing keystrokes. Anytime we, we're, just we're put like. Put Black Widow in. It's <laughs> when AI takes over these movies, just put Black Widow in, in the AI cycle. Also, when uh, in one of these movies, when 
the lead guy is told by somebody else, you have to run. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. What else do you have for what stage is the best? I thought, honestly, uh, Leon Wong, who plays Dwight, is awesome in this movie. Yeah. And is, is like, incredibly cool, uh, speaks Mandarin and English throughout the film, and is, like, a very, very, like, well-done character, and the performance is awesome. Um, yeah. I, so I want to just shout him out. And then... It's oh, I forgot to mention that there are good helicopters in this movie. Oh, my God. Like, big-ass, like, 15-seat helicopters. You just don't see them. And then just, like, the stuff that Michael Mann does that very few other filmmakers do, where it's, like, he's in Hong Kong, and, like, a shot will start with, like, basically a low angle of a guy cooking with a wok on high flame. He's like, what the fuck is happening? Mike, come on. It turns into a Bourdain episode for two seconds. And then magazine body armor. Mm. Yeah, that's that's another one. Would you have for Kid Cudi Pursuit of Happiness or for Best Needle Drop? I couldn't really... So this is a very interesting bit. The music in this movie is somewhat controversial, but I would say, like, let's just say the Michael Mann synths and Michael Mann using alarms in a scene that then turn into the music of the scene. Mm. So during the shootout at the pier, it sounds like it's the alarm that's going off on the computer when they find out that the money is being emptied. But then the alarm just becomes the backdrop for the techno music that's playing during the shootout. Yeah. That's just badass. It's badass, but it's no Miami Vice. No, it's no it's no Lincoln Park JC. <laughs> <laughs> that uh man. Big Kahuna Burger where best use of food or drink. The broken wine bottle that he breaks the wine bottle. And usually when guys do that, it's to fend people off. And he breaks it and immediately is like. Yeah. Does like the fucking mask of Zorro on the guy. <laughs> seven cuts. <laughs> Love that. Den of Thieves, Benihana Award for scene stealing location. This Korean could go restaurant. a lot of ways. You could go the restaurant, the nuclear reactor. Would you say? I would go restaurant. I would go the Korean restaurant. Restaurant. Just such that great wide high shot of just. And you're just like, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, the bus boy. I don't trust him. Yeah. Uh, who's sitting over in that next table over the there? Curtain. I don't know if I trust them either. You just kind of know something's going to happen. Great shot, Gordo Award. Um, I mean, the ending fight scene was really cool in the theater. Yeah. With the just the colors and all the people. Uh, but the opening is really unique. So what, what else do you have? I have um, when uh, Barrett gets killed. And she's yeah. just told the story, or not even told the story, but just mentioned that her husband died in 9-11. And she gets killed, and the oh, last she thing looks she looks up, up, up the is building. the tower. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. It's like, Great. <laughs> yeah. And then I also just love the when they spring Hathaway, and he's walking across the tarmac. Yeah. And it's just like the shot of nothing that he's standing on this huge airplane runway. Airport runway is, is really great. But the, probably the, the Barrett dying. The Vincent Chase Award... <laughs> Are we sure this character was actually good at his or her job? Viola Davis's character, I'm not, I don't know, a lot of leeway here for a guy they released from, hey, can it, should I hack into Black Widow? Uh, I don't know, man. I'll look the other way if you want to go in there. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure the answer is maybe don't hook it, uh, get into Black Widow. Yeah, there maybe needed to be another, a plan B there. Right. Don't, yeah, we didn't need the seventy-four million dollars this bad that we're gonna have this criminal <laughs> hacking into like our most precious defense system. I don't know. Would have avoided that. 
The Butch's Girlfriend Award for Weak Link of the Film. It just, we already covered it. Just how fucking confusing it is if yeah. you're watching it the first time. The this edit. is, unfortunately, you have to watch this for like eight years to understand it like Chris and I. <laughs> yeah. This is a podcast that will really make sense. Yeah. This is a one for us. In like 2031. The, this will be a one for us eight listens from now yeah. for the listener. Let's, uh, we'll take a break and then we'll do What's Age of Worse. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. What's aged the worst? The critiques of this movie have not aged well because uh, one of the things people critiqued was like, this isn't realistic. And it actually turned out right. it was incredibly realistic. So is I'm it, throw is it those mostly in. that they don't think the computer stuff is realistic or that they don't think Hemsworth is realistic because he's too hot to be a guy who just spends all his time? In his well, computer. that was a piece of it. But also, I think, you know, that they would free that, that it was this important to free this guy for what was going on. Yeah. And could somebody really just do this and unleash holy havoc on? You don't see a lot of guys coming out of federal jail being like, man, I was rooming with the hottest guy in the world. <laughs> 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 I was rooming with Chris Hemsworth. His accent we mentioned. He said, well, after the movie, I didn't enjoy what I did in the film. It just felt flat. And it was also an attempt to do what I thought people might have wanted to see. But I don't think I'm good in that space. This is actually... Chris, slow down, buddy. Yeah. You did fine. I thought that this was one thing that aged the worst. Not his performance. His, his take, take. His take on his own performance. Yeah. Chris, you were good. Yeah, man. Just use an Australian accent next time. <laughs> Guess what? It would have been fine if you were from Sydney, Australia. Did it matter? Like, yeah. okay, he's from Chicago. Who cares? What does that have to do with anything? It doesn't ever say he's from Chicago. I think that was like a Michael Mann note where it's like, you're from Chicago and you yeah, went dude, to the Gladiator right. Academy. You're and, like Jimmy Kahn yeah. for 2015. And then, like, Just make him, you came from Australia, you went to MIT. Yeah. And you have a fucking Australian accent. <laughs> Done. I have this as a what's age the worst. This is just a general nitpick. The guy who went to jail because he injured somebody in a fight. Oh, yeah. That's Nicolas Cage in uh, it's, Con it's Air. It's 40 action movies. Yeah. It's like, I'm actually a good person. Yeah. But this one fight, I'm a lethal I got weapon. provoked <laughs> and I can't, and, uh, 18 months. But I'm I'm fine. I'm not actually a criminal. It's never, we never have in this, like, so what'd you do to go in jail? Well, you know, I was sending photos. and I blew it turned out a 1.2. <laughs> or I was sending photos. It turned out the girl was 15. Yeah. I had no idea. And just like record screech. Yeah. It's always like, yeah, I got a fight. Guy got hurt. Yeah, but it's always protecting someone else that you got in the fight. It's right. not because you were just like, I had 16 PBRs right. and blacked out because I lost a bunch of money on Daily Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Or like, uh, yeah, I, I had this uh, gambling Ponzi scheme and I defrauded <laughs> For 40 million from my friends. Yeah. So I learned my lesson. Yeah. Another what's age the worst. The feelings of people who fix TVs and garage door openers because <laughs> they kind of get a drive-by shooting in this <laughs> from Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. And then uh, what's age the worst? Dense plots. I wrote down. Yeah, I had the jumpy dialogue trying to explain the dense plot. Yeah, and dense plots are tough. It's 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 hard to to have a film directed by Michael Mann that you're just like the audio mix is off on this movie in some right. place. The, or, the king of impeccable everything yeah. can't get the audio right. I also like, 
This is a movie where I do crack open the Wikipedia to make sure I'm I'm following it. Yeah, I'm like, oh wait, what part are we in? And going, oh yeah, yeah, that part. It is so it's, there's a lot going on. For most of the movie, we get Kasar is the bad guy, but then at the end, Sadak, I think his name is, yeah. but like he gets introduced. Like that guy. He gets two scenes. We don't know anything about him. We don't get his ideology, his biography. We don't know why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, Hathaway is like, you You need money because that's your scoreboard in the virtual world. But like, that's not like a reason for all of this. The guy brought down a nuclear power plant. It would have been funny if he was like, I'm trying to buy the Redskins. <laughs> <laughs> Snyder's in trouble. <laughs> I just got to get the 500 like million. <laughs> <laughs> or he's like, I'm, I'm a huge Charlotte Bobcats fan. He's like, I love Heineke. I think- <laughs> I'm worried the Pelicans might leave New Orleans. Yeah. That's my team. Gail Benson, I might be able to get him. <laughs> I just need to get to 400. What do you think the NBA press release would be if they found out that the guy who owned the Pelicans <laughs> was, was, was a black hat hacker? Who the Soy Futures hacker. Yeah. Listen, they've had almost as bad by teams. Was uh, best time for a pee break. I mean, pick your spots with any of the scenes where he's with the with the sister. So they do. Oh, see, I I like a couple of Leanne scenes. Yeah, but I mean, there's a couple once they start dating. We're like, all right, we're good. Oh, like she's the, worried about the him. sex scenes. They're what do you like, think of the moment? Like you you would miss the moment where Dwight breaks in. And they're just like curled up in bed. And he's well, like, that part you guess need. what? We got to go chase seventy six million dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys are you dating. Too. Yeah. Was there a better title for this movie? So it was initially titled Cyber. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been a little bit more communicative of what it was about. You don't like Handsome Hacker? <laughs> Save it for horse race. What about Ghostface? Uh, Ghost Man. Oh, Ghost Man. And I, mean. I think that people would have just been like, is this a horror movie or like a... It's like new from Blumhouse? Yeah. You excited for the new Nun movie? Sure. Yeah, you excited for Exorcist? Just a shore from you? But the Simmons family is completely too, in on right? the nun. Yeah, I've, Simmons family loves the nun. I liked the nun, and I'm looking forward to nun too. It's like I, I think I'm, I'm, I've got a lot of lot riding on Exorcist being good. My mom watched the Pope's Exorcist. That's a tough movie. And she's like, I knew Russell Crowe was in it, but I didn't know the person I had been watching for the first <laughs> ten minutes of the movie was Russell Crowe. What happened? That's my mom's take. Got to get her on the rewatch. Oh my god, what would she want to do? Can we do Big Chill with her? Well, I asked her. And what'd she say? She said, I don't want to be in the rewatchables. <laughs> I don't want to be on any podcast. <laughs> I only did the one on your 50th birthday. I was like, if you could come on Big Chill, that would be amazing for all of us. I think when we do Big Chill, I might have to just bring equipment to her house. And do and like just, a... Just do like a bonus, like deleted scene at the tail end of the pod yeah. after. Now what here's my really mom. like, yeah. Yeah. I've had... We've had dinners where there was silence for... A split second, and I would just look at her and go, "What happened to you?" <laughs> to the Joe Beth Williams. Did she find that funny? Yeah, yeah. yeah she does. She that's her movie. Uh, best quote: "I'm not sure there's any light at the end of this tunnel anymore." Hemsworth says that to the yeah. sister. Strong. I like. I mean, you're never gonna get me to go away from my do my own time, not the institution. <laughs> See. To hold on to who you are in there. You dedicate yourself to a program. You work out your body and your mind. Come he's on. doing, he's just like studying Jimmy Khan and Thief. Yeah. Getting ready Let me for get that. get that tattooed on my back. Do you have an SAS hottest take award? I didn't really for this one, partially because 
it takes so much brain power to just to understand what's happening in this movie. Did you have one? I didn't. Um, I, I, this isn't really a hot take, but I don't think this is even close to being Michael Mann's worst movie. Do you think Public Enemies is? Yeah. It, that movie just doesn't work and Depp's bad in it and I just don't like watching it. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of people mentioned this one. Casting What Ifs couldn't find any. Could you? None. Ruffalo Hand Rubenek Partridge Overacting Award. They knew and they let it happen. Don't you call me lady. I come in here. I give these things to you. Give me all you got. This and give me all you got. I treated you like a son. You fucking stabbed me in the heart. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. I think that there is an argument to give all of these to Richie Coster as Kassar. That he gets overacting in a great way. Dion Waiters. Oh, he sweeps it? And like an gets, EGOT? Yeah, and gets that guy. <laughs> Not to say that I didn't do my homework. I have other nominees, but yeah. I'm just saying. I like where you're going with that. Well, best that guy. Is John Ortiz of that guy for you anymore? Or is he John Ortiz? I think it's William Math- Mapather who's in. So I had, I had him written down as Tom Cruise's brother. Yeah. Because he's Tom Cruise's brother. Do you know that, Craig? He's his cousin. Tom Cruise's... Oh, it's his cousin? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was yeah. his brother. <laughs> hey, you know that, Craig? <laughs> this guy, that's Tom Cruise's brother right there. <laughs> it's his cousin? Yeah. Oh, I always thought it was his brother. Yeah. This guy from Lost. He might be dining out on the brother thing, though. So who knows? York von Wageningen as... Uh, Sadak. The Sadak yeah. had him as well. Dion, is Viola Davis eligible or no? She's in a lot. Uh, I think she's, she's in, in too most much. of the first half of the movie. So what would you do for Dion? I would do Holt. Yeah, I agree. Recasting. Yes, let's have the let's have the Hathaway conversation. At this point, DiCaprio's too old, right? In fifteen, so this is a year before Revenant. Mm-hmm. He's too old. It's it's Hemsworth with an Australian accent. And look, the we're going to have nitpick later where it's like that guy was too jacked to be a hacker. He's too fucking handsome. There's no way he was just sitting in front of a computer. But maybe go the other way. Maybe he was just a scrawny, skinny guy forever. And in when he got to the joint, he really like beefed up. Seen it happen. Yeah. I watched my son put on 25 pounds <laughs> in like three months. Like I'm not willing to rule anything out. Um but I think it's somebody like him. Like, I do think there needs to be some physicality. Sure. Um, I think Renner would have been interesting, but might have been oh, too old. Oh, that's a cool shout. Yeah. Might have been too old Yeah. at this point. But it's like 2009 Renner range. Um, the other one I was thinking, Craig's going to be happy. Is Teller too young at this point? So he's been in jail for eight year how long has he been in prison for i think we're supposed to think yeah this guy he came out in 2002 and started hacking and then so he's been he's probably like mid-30s so probably too old for teller yeah it's like is it gyllenhaal driver driver well obviously mike mike loves driver it's probably driver yeah because i could buy driver as a hacker but he's also kind of kick-ass he's got, he's got his yeah like his driver's kid love driver half ass center research. We mentioned some of it. Um, there's a lot of stuff about the composer, Henry Gregson Williams, who's 
got the on-screen credit, but apparently they just didn't use really any of his music, only a few things, and he's really upset about it. And there's like long quotes about, it's weird to get credited for something you didn't do. And man, just kind of hero ball that it sounded like. Yeah. He's like, he's like, Harry Gregson Williams, just set, just set me a pick and then go over to the corner. So it's, it's deeper than that. You know that, you know about Harry Gregson Williams Facebook update when he saw the movie, right? Right. Well, tell the audience. Well, no, it's like, so Harry Gregson Williams did the score, saw the movie and was just like, that's not my music <laughs> and did like a whole Facebook post about it. And was like, I am now one of like the many composers that has had their work chopped and diced by Michael Mann. But Michael Mann was basically like, uh, this is my favorite quote about this. In the end, it's the film and my vision that dictate which music and used is how. If a composer wants to have his music stand alone, he should be a recording artist and let his work contest in that arena. <laughs> He's such a dick. I love it. He's such a prick. <laughs> Post it on SoundCloud. Yeah. He's he's definitely one of those directors where people get asked to work with them and they do the, ah, you know, Michael's Michael. <laughs> they say the name twice. He's definitely a double namer. Apex Mountain. Oh, wait, I had one more thing for this, uh, for half S Internet. The, uh, the lady who managed Google's information security engineer team said, quote, the most accurate information security film I've ever seen. Also explains why it was $70 million and made 19, because mm -hmm. I'm not sure what the competition was for information security <laughs> film action movies. <laughs> Probably had a long list. How many hacker movies have there been? I mean, that's Angelina actually the thing made is you one. think there's Redford been a made bunch. One. Yeah. Matrix is kind of a hacker movie, but not, not after the first 20 minutes. Apex Mountain. Hacking on screen, obviously. You'd have hacking on screen for Apex Mountain? In this movie, yeah. We haven't done better with hacking. I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. What about hackers with Robert Redford and River Phoenix? <laughs> sneakers. People like that's sneakers. 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 That's pretty good. Yeah. But that's like back in like the dial in era. I really only had Soy Futures and Hamji Park restaurant <laughs> as Apex Mountains. <laughs> Those are awesome. <laughs> yeah. Though. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> Best racehorse name Black Black Hat or, or Ghostface? I like Ghostman. Ghostman. Yeah. Ghostman on the, or Ghostface. on the rail. Yeah. Picking nets. Chris Hemsworth. Way too handsome to be a hacker. I mean, you could take that to the end. Um, I have a huge pick and nip for the ending, which I've seen more than once. Mm -hmm. There, Nicholas and Sadak, mm -hmm. they're talking to each other, but it's this huge it's, cultural it make, event. It's crazy. It's loud. There's people. He's like really far away. Like yeah. he's like 50 yards away and he's like, you thought you could get away with it. I There's just no way anyone hears anyone. There's a bunch of things it's really bad. with like what audio people can hear. The, one of my favorite parts is when uh, they're in the chopper after DeWi is caught Hathaway with his sister. Yeah. And they're just like, switch to the private channel so that we can talk about this. Right. <laughs> I can't yeah. believe you're dating my sister. Yeah. That scene's not great. That's a good pick and knit scene. The, uh, yeah, and then all the other nits we've picked. Do you have any other ones? Just like they they seem entirely prepared for the specific wounds he's about to get inflicted with at the end of the movie, where she's like, I'm gonna run to the drugstore yeah. and get some rubbing alcohol and gauze pads because you're definitely gonna get shot with a machine gun and we're gonna need it. And I guess like you just learn this stuff in prison, which is amazing. But his thing with this, you know, he's got like the scarf for the neck wound. And then he's got yeah. all the magazines and he's just like, that's how I'm going to the Dodger game tonight with you. <laughs> Wear a scarf for my neck. 
I have magazines <laughs> attached to my chest. Um, yeah, I think we hit all the nitpicks. Like, we probably didn't go quite hard enough on how just replacing audio for the first 25 minutes of a movie because you've decided something should be in a different spot. It's yeah. just really weird for a movie that costs $70 million. I know we did um, we did best quote, but I wanted to bring another category back because it's a Michael Mann movie. Yeah. A book about medals award for belatedly best quote or exchange. Yeah. So when they're in the Korean restaurant and then the chef or whoever, the waiter comes up to them and is like, basically like, uh, if you're not going to order anything else, you got to get up. And Hathaway looks up and he goes, you're really hurting for space because there's no one else in the <laughs> restaurant. I've been saying this to myself in my head because now in LA, when you go in to any restaurant and you're like, table for two, please. And it's an empty restaurant. The host inevitably like, goes, hmm, hmm, what can I do? What can I do? Right. Could you get up in 47 minutes? Right. And you're just like, yeah, you're really, you're really hurting for yeah, space. Yeah, they don't want to give the four top to yeah. the two people. Yeah. It is a weird trend. I've noticed that over I the last year. Because I think everybody has digital reservations now. Yeah, you're right. But when you walk, you walk in yeah. and you're just like, there's not a single fucking person in If this you place. come in right before the dinner rush and all those tables are reserved... And they're like, we can put you in this shelf. Uh, You can just sit in there and you can eat with your hands. And you're like, oh, cool. Thanks. We went to a place and there was an outdoor table that we wanted, but it had like a reserved. And we're like, can we sit there? And it's like, that's reserved. Yeah. Had the entire dinner. Nobody ever sat at the table. And then we're leaving. And and I said to my wife, like, can I just be a dick and mention how nobody sat down the table? She's like, no, no, forget it. Don't. But I, that nothing is more annoying than that, because then it just makes you not want to go back to the place. It almost makes like, me want to service industry. They're serving <laughs> us. They're making us want to go back. It makes me want to go back to go to the restaurant and put your name down, and then it's Thunderdome. You know what I mean? Let's just. I'm gonna get a drink. You said it's thirty minutes. Right. I'll wait thirty minutes, and then I'm gonna sit down. But I don't like making a reservation two weeks in advance and showing up, and they'll be like, "Hmm, can <laughs> you sit? Can you sit in this flower bed? Is that okay?" So, so when we go to uh, <laughs> Hamji Park, Koreatown, I hope they're like, we're just the going right out. in. Yeah. And we're like, hey, put down Ryan for two. Craig, we're eating there. Don't think we're not. And then Chris, and Chris is going to look up at the cameras and then go in the back for reasons unclear. Sequel, prequel, prestige TV, all black cast are untouchable. Any of the first three. Any of them. So pre- let's talk it out. Prequel. He's just in jail. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's shot collar with the hackers. Great. And how cool would it be? As what if he tried to hack his way out of jail? But I would rather Has have anyone him done stay that movie. I think I just came up with a movie where he's like digitally unlocking doors and stuff like that. That would be interesting. But he's basically got rudimentary equipment. The fact is, is that like when he's sitting there and there's like all that ruckus going on in the cell block, and he's got his headphones on, you're like, did he make those headphones? This yeah. would be badass to watch him make headphones, to watch him like top off these guys' commissary and everything. They remake Shawshank Redemption with Black Hat. Yeah. It's the like Red's a hacker in this and tries to get out. I'd watch that. The sequel, what's the sequel? I think the sequel is like they eventually have to go find Hathaway and another hacker has come up and they bring him out of retirement. They go find him and they're like, oh, we'll it's like the beginning alone. of Shooter. Yeah, right. He's just living in like Wyoming with the dog. Right. Prestige TV, probably the best scenario for this. Yeah, because then you get to fill out all the things that you're like, oh, it feels like you rushed through this. Yeah. 
Is this movie better with Wayne Jenkins, Danny Trejo, Catherine Hahn, Steve Buscemi, Sam Jackson, who clearly should have been in this movie, J.T. Walsh, or Philip Baker Hall? Yeah, I was thinking, like, would it be great if Wayne Jenkins was Hathaway's cellmate? <laughs> and he was like, God damn, Hathaway! I didn't know I was rooming with Steve Jobs! Way to go on that commissary, man! I got a Twix out of that! <laughs> Good luck on getting out of here, man. I'm going away a long fucking time, big boy. <laughs> $90. Oh, my God. That would be great. They could have fit Bernthal in that. I mean, Bernthal's in Bernthal? Oh. Bernthal is the black the guy? Yeah, he was famous enough at this point. Come on. That would have been sick. Oh, my God. Bernthal? Yeah, that's the one. Would you buy Bernthal as a but hacker, Mike, though? John Bernthal had a negative experience with Michael Mann. Right. So, I mean, these, this is just wish casting for us. Just one Oscar who gets it. It's a tough one. This is one of the, one of the first times I might leave a blank. Uh, Not the composer. <laughs> Can you imagine him getting the Oscar and going up and just being like, fuck Michael Mann. <laughs> we should have put that in what stage the worst is venting on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> about a professional And gripe. thinking that you and me wouldn't find it eight right. years later. Right. Um, probably unanswerable questions. I watch this. I think this every time I watch a movie like this is being a, like a really good hacker. And he's one of the best, right? He, this is like, maybe he's not Nikola Jokic, <laughs> but he might be Jason Tatum. Sure. Worst case scenario. He's top 10. Yeah, he's top 10. Worst case scenario, he's at least as good as like Jaron Jackson as hacking. Yeah. He's the top like 20 guy in the world at it. But is it this easy? Is it this easy to be a hacker where, where you just get, I go, you leave, you leave to go to the bathroom and I just go on your computer and I just type some stuff. I'm immediately in. I right. can access all your stuff, change all your settings. With, and I just have to have a couple prompts that I write my name next to. I never got into hacking ever, and I was an only child with a computer, and I still didn't understand. I it. think that if you know the language of hacking, I don't. I I I think the learning the language is the hard part, probably, because like all that. So like, once you know the language, it's actually easy to just. I hack know, I wouldn't shit say that, and I really okay. have no idea. But I think the hard part is like learning how to code, right? And then after that, it's like a lot of it is your imagination. And Craig, how what are varies. your thoughts here? Is hacking this easy? Hacking overrated. <laughs> Underrated? I don't know. I've, I've, I'm surprised it doesn't happen more these days. Do I don't you, know why. You're think... generation. Do you know any hackers? Were any of your friends like, oh, yeah, like... No. I mean, like, the, the biggest hacking thing growing up was jailbreaking your iPhone. Right. It's like, when you're on a plane and you log in, mm -hmm. you know, if you're, if you're flying cross-country and you can... They're like, hey, it's JetBlue. Why, hop on our Wi-Fi yeah. and you, you got to pay and put your password in. It just seems like, like the, the Nicholas character could just fly around... On an air on an airline. If he's got an Android phone, it seems like he could basically he could just like, grab everybody's world. information yeah. on the yeah. plane, right? It's an unsafe internet connection. So that is that like too easy for him? I don't know, but at the same time, sometimes I'll be like, I'll say like something about maybe I should get a neck pillow at dinner, and then when I get home, there's neck pillow ads in my Instagram. So what are we talking about? I mean, here? that's real. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Chow and I <laughs> were talking about a podcast whether we should go after it, uh -huh. and. Like two hours later, he got fed the an podcast. ad for the podcast. Yeah. It's creepy. You know what it is, Chris? It's the internet. <laughs> it's all out there. <laughs> but yeah, it is fucking weird. Like, 
we are living in this world already, which makes a lot more sense than it did when this movie came out. What other unanswerable questions do you have? Uh, you are one of the top 20, the Jaron Jackson of hacking. I think, you know, and, and there might be some debate about how, where Jaron Jackson would land here. Yeah. Uh, you get out of federal prison on a make-or-break deal yeah. with the federal government, and you immediately get into a pretty serious romantic relationship. <laughs> well, obviously it was horny. <laughs> yeah. Horny for love, though. Hor yeah. Horny for, like, it being a true I mean, she commitment. was very cute. Yeah, but, like, I think that if I, I want to get into the Z1 Neo part here, which is, like, what do these guys do when there's not hacking to talk about? When they're not talking about, like, where do we get Sadak and Kassar? Mm. I think the sex seemed like it was probably going to last for off. Six, yeah. six, seven, eight months. Yeah. The, uh, I had another announcement about did Michael Mann with the Miami Vice character, what was the actress who played the one? You like the mojitos? Isn't that Gong Lee? Yeah. Yeah. But she didn't know English and had to basically learn the English Wang for Tae each knew, line. She knew English. She yeah. knew English. Yeah. And I wonder if Michael Mann was just like, I'm going to run this back with another another famous actress yeah. from an Asian country, but who doesn't have to learn their lines just to see how this goes. I don't know. I mean, he was very like enchanted with the idea of doing a film set in Hong Kong because of the the like. And then he does backdrop. Tokyo Vice too. That's what I was going to suggest for the double feature. Is the first episode of Tokyo Vice. Hmm. You're still maybe the only person who watched it. <laughs> it's coming back. It's, it's coming back. Mike's not, but it is coming hmm. back. Craig, do you have any nitpicks or unanswerable questions? No. <laughs> okay, we'll get to you later. So, best double feature, you have Tokyo Voice. The first episode of Tokyo Voice. I have sneakers. I think you go sneakers and then this, and just kind of watch how hacking gets a lot more complicated. Andy Red's a Watney Award. What happened the next day? Um, probably he's in pain for a few weeks there because he just poured baking powder on gaping holes in yeah. different parts of his body. But yeah, I think... So what does he have? Fifty million in the bank, something like that. Well, he theoretically has the seventy-six million that he took because he from takes Doc. out some yeah. money. He takes out five grand, and it's like his balance was forty-nine million. Do you so think they, they could... go to like Bali? I like the idea that at the end of all these techno thrillers, like the the hero always escapes to like a tropical island. Yeah, where like and it's like our James Bond, Jason Bourne, and Nick Hathaway all on the same island, right? <laughs> like with running Vin, competing with beach Dom bars. Toretto. Yeah. And the guys from Running Scared. Yeah. Yeah, nobody's like, I'm going to go to Boston. <laughs> nobody's going to know. I'm not, I won't say courtside yeah. at the Celtic Games, but I'll be like row five. Boston Sand and Gravel. Right. I'll be, yeah, I'll be in Charlestown. Nobody will know. What piece of memorabilia would you want from this movie? I was thinking that transmitter that he finds in the plant. Yeah, would be just cool. to always have Wi Fi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be a good one. Coach Finstock Award, best life lesson. I think do my time, don't let my time do me is good. I agree. Who won the movie? Do you want to say Viola? I do. That's what I had written down. Because I think that if she's replacement level, this movie is not actually as good. I think she actually makes this movie I think pop. she owns every scene and it actually makes me mad that she's not in more of the movie. And I wish, I wish the sister had blown up. <laughs> Instead of right. instead of Viola, and then it's it's, it's the two it's, of them it's together. Viola Davis and Chris Hemsworth the all, rest of the way. Yeah, that would those be very two, cool. and maybe it's even gets. And she's a, like, I got nothing to lose. Yeah. My husband's dead. Like, she's like, I'm a widow. Yeah, you're handsome. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's go to St. Bart's. Yeah. You think they're on the same island with Gene Hackman from the firm <laughs> where all his files are? And the boat guy? Maybe that could be That'd sequel. be funny. This would be a great, this would be a great like Crime bit. Island. Like yeah. yeah, crime would be like a great cartoon where everybody's there, like somebody's got a restaurant and a bar, yeah. and you just go. Yeah. And all it, right. And oh. then like basically at the end of the like the whole thing with the island is these guys are all like, oh, they pulled me back in. I got to go back for one more job. <laughs> oh, the Trading Places <laughs> yeah. guys would be there too. Yeah. <laughs> Craig, what'd you think? Black Hat. I like you guys parsing over this random movie. This is like me like going over Kenny Pickett's like preseason. <laughs> <laughs> it's like going so deep on this like Michael Mann. It's Michael flop. Mann. We're running out of Michael Mann yeah, movies. I get it. You know, look, I watched this movie at midnight last night and I got to be honest, it was hard for me to stay awake. Yeah. Yeah, I thought because of the it. beginning or because of just in general, you're like, what? It's the fuck a lot is of information. It's, I wouldn't have recommended a midnight viewing. It was the only time I could do it. It was so tech jargony, and I was kind of like halfway through it. I was like, all right, I kind of know that this movie's just going to end with Chris Hemsworth fist fighting some dude and yeah. beating him. That's one thing that's kind of I, I don't like that the whole movie is so techy, and then he just like stabs and then at the, the end, shit it's just out of like a fist fight. <laughs> yeah, it's like I almost wish they incorporated like the cyber hacking effect into actually taking down the guy rather than just like showing up and beating him up. Like he was hacking to blow him up. I don't know. It'd he be just cool. Like <laughs> or if it's like you like he's on a flight and you hack the flight to go to a different location or like something to like Oh that's a good idea. Yeah that's actually maybe that could good. be in the next black hat yeah. cut. <laughs> I don't know. Tax the airplane. Like when there's there's there actually there's there's like no real skill in killing him. They just like show they just like call each other on the phone. They're like meet me and then he beats yeah. him up. Yeah well at first it's interesting because Hathaway's like no in person only phone and they're like no we have to do it in person he's like okay right. and then he's like now now I'll put on all these magazines and just stab this guy to death yeah yeah we should have talked about this more so when he knows he knows they're just gonna fight to the death basically why but, does he have to do anything why can't he just leave with the 74 million because he wants to get revenge for for Dwight and, and yeah. for, for Carol. Well, why the revenge the was why the 74 the million. Need to show he's like, I think because he's like, I don't, like, I'm losing my identity and you're the only thing that's ever been an adversary to me, so I need to, like, actually see you. That's my that's my idea about it. One thing I will say, that is a definitive stabbing. Sure. Yeah. 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 There's there's no need for, to, to, to go to the replay on that. Right. <laughs> that yeah, guy is he's, out. he's not getting up. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot to mention that, uh, that ending with him, them walking. Mm-hmm feels a little on the Miami Vice ending corner, which I think is really effective. And uh, I didn't know if that was inten another intentional. I think it's just like the, he has images, he has ideas, he has feelings that he likes to return to throughout his films. I also think... It's basically the end of Manhunter. It's like going yeah. off into the sunset with this forbidden love that you've like, you've gotten free of the world from. There's there's like six minutes of, of like virtual digital shots inside of a microchip. <laughs> I was like 10 seconding through that thing. I was like, man, we're back inside the chip. Oh, you know, when we did Manhunter, it was, it was like month one of the pandemic. That's yeah. why I don't remember it. I literally don't remember it. <laughs> I think I blacked out for two months of the it was pandemic. Was it you, me, and Fantasy? Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. it on Zoom. Oh, really? No recollection. I'm going to have to go listen to that one. <laughs> I like Manhunter. So I, I'm sure we had a great time. Yeah, I'll have good. to listen to it. It's a good one. CR. A pleasure as Thanks, always. Man. Craig Rollback producing as always. And uh, we've got bangers the next two weeks. Do we? Yeah. Bangers. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>